like you were working at the KOA. Mm-hmm. And I think. What's a KOA? Are you kidding? No. Campgrounds you don't know Campgrounds of America? No. Why is it K? I, I, it is. Oh, it's, it's it gets worse. It gets worse. Everything. Wait, wait, wait. Actually, it's. But it's founded in Montana in Billings. Why would I know about first this? First KOA. But they're everywhere. They're on three continents. <laughs> You've never heard of Both a KOA? Of eyebrows at the back of your head. No, I'm from cities. I've never milked a chicken. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Really quick crash course. Funny. Okay. KOA, I would say, is, I would say the world's biggest campground, campground. chain. Yeah. There's one. In, I, in fact, I, think, I couldn't even name another one. Yeah. Almost every state in you the like, United States. I could States. show you the logo and you'll be like, oh, that. There's What's someone that? Like you've driven on an interstate. You're saying campground chain. I don't even know what that means. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's, like it's like a Hilton. It's like, oh, they're staying at the KOA. Okay. Which that just means like a like but it's RV sick. hookups. It's KOA Campgrounds of America Campground with a K and everything they spell. Oh my God! Yes, I know. It's yeah. also know. with See, a like, K. Oh, yeah, like camping cabins with a K. Got it. Yeah, stay at the KOA. And let me tell you, not everybody at a KOA is a happy fucking camper. That was <laughs> no, that was not. my service service quote unquote industry job yep. customer service job. So were you camping all summer? <laughs> <laughs> it's in Billings, so no, 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 no. It's like, <laughs> Like, down the streets, down the street. Like, I'm like it's, park ranger. No, okay. no, it's like you literally worked in like the convenience store where you go pay. Oh. Like, it's still so, in the ta- okay. it's still in town. Got it. Yeah, it's like on the highway, partway through town. Okay. In fact, the first KOA in, in the America. world. Drop some knowledge. Yeah. Anyway, so basically, I, I was like a front desk person at a hotel. Got it. But all of the places that I was that were being occupied were camp spots in this designated campground. Got it. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Cool. Hi. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, what are we talking about today? Uh-huh. I know. What are we talking about today? Um, I think what's really important is that we next move into Tyler and I's story and how we came together. What I feel like is really unique to us that we didn't expect is when we meet people or we're like out at a bar or traveling or things like that. And we tell, they're like, oh, how'd you two meet? And we tell our story, which usually, I don't know, it's like the, we, there's a quick version and the long version. The response we get back is has always been like extremely surprising to me. Like people find it really unique and they just like shocked that like two people could be friends for so long, mm-hmm. gay or straight, and then turn into this, what is now a nine year relationship and where we're at now. And it's just something that we've always been like very surprised by. Like I always take it for granted, I feel like, because it's just how it happened. Right. But in the time period that it happened, there was no grinder, There was no Tinder. There was like barely Facebook. It was, it, we just like very much met organically and truly became what we became out of like a foundational friendship yeah. that wasn't absolutely not on purpose just by circumstance and happenstance so but yeah i think um it's important for your listeners to get to know us too so just to do some quick intros but i don't know tyler anything that you feel like i missed or no i think that's good yeah great great Okay, start us off, Isaac. Who are you? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, so I originally grew up in a tiny town called Stevensville. It's about 2,000 people. It's in what I call the nose of Montana. So if you've ever seen the meme of Joe Biden sniffing Idaho, it's in Joe Biden's nose. <laughs> Got <So>. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so very rur- rural and just very much a cow town. So like 20 miles south of quote unquote a large city of 80,000. For fun, we would drive to taco bell which was 25 miles each way um, god damn yep that's what you did that's for fun it. but yeah i just grew up in a very like very i would say conservative but not in the religious way just like a traditional midwestern family values way mm-hmm. um i have two older sisters they're seven and eight years older than me so i was kind of always an only child baby and only child ish after they moved out yeah. um about fifth grade and then just grew up doing things like 4-H, very much ranch community. I had sheep, cows, pigs. Yeah. And a lot of sports. Played basketball, football, track when I was younger. Did everything from soccer to little guy wrestling to just very athletic. And then, of course, obviously straight and had several straight relationships throughout high school. Mm-hmm. And just being out and gay 
and being from Montana. Like, it was just never on my radar. Yeah. So, and then when I graduated, I went to Montana State, which is where I feel like Tyler and I's story started. So, Tyler, I'll turn over to you. Yeah. So, I grew up in the biggest quote-unquote city in Montana, um, which is Billings. And it is about 120,000 people. So, still not very big. Wow. Yeah. Still not very big. People, like, if I talk to people now, they're still like, that's a city. And so, um, but from being from Montana, like, that's the big city. Like, people go to Billings to do their Christmas shopping for the Mm -hmm. year and things like that. I grew up in a very, very tight-knit family on both sides. So... And also very Catholic family. Yeah. So both sides all the way from the grandparents down are very Catholic um, and kind of like lead their lives that way. And it was a norm to me, I guess, growing up. And I learned later on, like going into college, that it was very much not the norm. I literally thought it was just like what everybody did. Yeah. And even outside of like school, because I went to a Catholic high school as well, a lot of the people we surrounded ourselves were pretty religious and conservative people. And I have two younger siblings. One is five years younger than me and one is 10 years younger than me, a brother and a sister. And like I said, my family's super cookie cutter. Both my parents went to Montana State. I then went to Montana State where I met Isaac. And now both siblings have gone or are going to Montana State. Wild. Yeah. Very yeah. generational family, like very yeah. much tra- yeah. passing, Not, and I say traditional, but in the aspect of like passing down of traditions. Yeah. Even my- where they live, like you... Your grandma lives in Billings. Your aunt and uncles live in Billings for mm-hmm. the most part. Like yep. a lot of your cousins live in, like just very tradition, like passing down of traditions, I would say. Yes. And my dad's the third generation to own a small family business. And my brother is now working for him. So all just very homogenous. Yeah. Definitely. And even like in a all, great way. all five of Tyler's family members, including himself, all went to Montana State. So just very right. traditional values, I would say. Mm-hmm. I think another thing that's really funny is people, when they meet us, when they're not from Montana and you say you're from Montana, they think we have the same story. Yeah. But it's, it, it, they're so different. Like Billings and Stevensville, I like I grew up non-religious, extremely rural. Mm-hmm. But like Tyler grew up in the largest city, very yes. much in the city. Yes. I had to drive like 15 miles to school. Right. Um, so just, and, but like Tyler grew up like hunting and I didn't hunt. And so it was just very different. Right. Yeah. And people yeah. always kind of treat them as the same. But from the outside, like looking in, they're very different. Absolutely. For sure. Where the hell is Montana State? Is it in Billings? Oh my god! Is it in Bozeman? It's in Bozeman. Bozeman. Okay, you it's can right in, cut it's that in the out. Middle. I should know that. No, okay. it's in between. No, that's good. <laughs> good to um, know. And then next, Ariel, I feel like we really want to introduce you and why we chose you to kind of guide us through telling our story. Yeah. Why did because, you choose me? Um, we have we've known you for probably about four years. Mm-hmm. True. And we wanted someone who knows us now, but didn't know us then, and maybe hasn't heard all the details. Because yeah. we know you'll ask like the right questions. And then I think introducing yourself also as a queer person um, is such a key aspect of what we want to do with this podcast as well. And we know that you'll ask all the right questions of things like things that Tyler and I were not even thinking about at the time. Yeah. Yeah. That we can like reflect on now and be like, oh, yeah, that's what I exactly. was thinking. Yeah. I don't yeah. think you could have a straight person guiding this conversation. Right. Big love out to our straighties though. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> right. But there's an element of you also going through a similar experience uh-huh. in that in way. In some ways. Yeah. 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 Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell us about yourself, Ariel. My name is Ariel. She, her pronouns. Um, I am also from a, oh, I don't know how you would categorize it, a red state potentially. Um, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. But I've always lived in big cities. And when I say big cities, I mean actual big cities. <laughs> Real cities. <laughs> Real cities. So we're talking like 500,000 yeah. Um, yeah. to a million. Yeah. Plus. Yeah. And I grew up straight and religious and then came out in college. And I'm bisexual and queer. And I also am in a same-sex partnership. And I also have two dogs. Yes. Oh, also, yeah. Two dogs. Yes. And we're neighbors. <clears throat> and we are neighbors. We're about 10 minutes away. Yeah. Full yes. circle. We didn't used to be. Now we are. Yep. I mean, you told us you met at Montana State, so start there. How'd you meet? Yeah. So I'll kind of say where I was at. So I was actually a junior before I met Tyler. So I'd already been there for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I was 21. I was going into my second year of working in residence life. So I was what was called an assistant resident director. So it's basically an RA with a little bit more elevated responsibility. You oversee Hall Council, which is like the group that like plans events and such. And then Tyler was to be a freshman in my building. So I wasn't his direct RA, but I was the head RA in his building. Yeah. So I was going into my freshman year at Montana State, had just graduated high school, obviously, 
Um, Catholic high school. Catholic high school. Class of how many people? 84. Going to the biggest school in Montana? Yeah. Okay. Biggest school in Montana. I was terrified. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd it's be so nervy funny too. to think about now, but I was completely terrified. Also, the oldest kid in my family. So, right. And yeah, I like re- relationship wise, totally identified as straight. So did Isaac at the time. Yep. Um, had only had girlfriends all the way through high school, had a one main girlfriend off and on and had just like ended for the last time our relationship the summer before going because I didn't want to quote unquote go to college in a relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't. <laughs> yeah, so first week of my freshman year is technically when we met. Yeah, so I remember the moment that I met Tyler. Um, hall council elections had happened that night, and I had to go around and tell everyone mm-hmm. that they had been elected to hall council. And I was walking through the third floor south bathroom of North Hedges Hall, and I remember seeing a very, very tall man brushing his teeth um, with the water running, and he, he just gave me the straightest head nod. Sup? The I still would sup. say man is a loose term. Oh, you were a boy. You're Look right. Look at pictures of yeah, no tall beard. boy. Yeah, tall boy. Not a yeah. not a lick of facial hair on that man. Has never 18. lifted a weight in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Golf and tennis. I played golf and tennis in high school. Yep. Yeah. So I was on rounds. Did the head nod, and then I went to his room, knocked on his door, and actually his roommate was there, and I was like, "Hey, is Tyler here?" Because I hadn't met him obviously yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, "Oh, he's in the bathroom." And then that's when Tyler like came out of the bathroom, and I was like, "Hey, Hi. great news! You've been elected to hall council." Your life's going to change forever. Yeah. Having no idea. Yeah. I was like, who is this person? Yep. On rounds. I thought you're scary. You were an RA. And yeah, you were an authority figure. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yep. Okay. And what was your first impression of Tyler? Um, Tyler was very quiet. So he was very much, he was the like observer in the background. I remember you being at hall council meetings and you would do anything like you would volunteer for anything, mm-hmm. but you were always very much like the silent, like observer. Mm-hmm. I never really talked. I hadn't really found a voice. Up, yeah. You know. Like Got wouldn't. It. Yep. And yeah. what was your first impression of Isaac? Um, goody two shoes RA. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I kind of was the same thing, but like, I, I remember at first being like, you just were like, you took, Maybe not goody two shoes, but you took hall council very seriously. Yeah, I took everything in my life very seriously at yes, that point. Yes, you took hall council very, very <laughs> seriously. And in Self-righteous. my mind, I was like, this is like a fun social thing for me to do to meet new people. Because yeah, right. I want to meet new people in college. Right. But you, like everything that you did, even going into like the first whole semester, you were very like intentional and serious about it. Yep. So that I think that would be my first impression, which people would argue today is still <laughs> what people get from Isaac. Is, like, yeah. He's kind of a stoic person. But yeah, but I also, I mean, I thought you were really cool. And like in the, in the first few weeks, I think like I kind of developed looking up to you for various reasons and we kind of started hanging out. So, yep. Yeah. So how did you go from, I guess, hall council to becoming friends? Yeah. So our other mutual best friend, Jordan, who eventually would end up officiating our wedding kind of was the catalyst for that. So as we would do events and stuff, Jordan would kind of ask me like what I was doing for that night. And we would go kind of just like hang out and visit Isaac in the dorms. Like if he was on call, we would hang out in his room and talk he, about what was the first time, the first time. So the first time that we ever I hung out, I vividly remember this. Yeah. <laughs> so the first time we hung out, we were coming back from an event and we were walking back into the residence hall and Jordan was like, what are you up to tonight? Like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't really have any plans. Meanwhile, everybody else I know is like going out to rage at the frats. Mm -hmm. And I have never drank before at this point. And so Jordan's like, well, Isaac's on call. We can go up and like hang out with him. And I was like, you mean like the ARD Isaac, like our RHA advisor? And she was like, yeah, he's cool. I'm about to be his love consultant. (laughs) Jordan would say that. (laughs) She did. She She, made me fill out an application with my details. She's ready to hook me up. The original bit, if if you will. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so we went up to his room. She knew he was there because he was on call. And he was watching Criminal Minds. And I went quietly in behind his room and scared the shit out of him. It was like during a really intense part. Um, Yeah. And we just kind of ended up talking and hanging out that night. Yeah. I remember, I remember us hanging out and like, I didn't know Jordan super well at the time either, but she was just like the loud, kooky, social person Mm -hmm. that like connective tissue that just like brings people together, I feel like, and Mm -hmm. very much still is. And I remember we ended that night with her, we had to do a compliment circle. And she made each of us give three compliments. She's not even an RA. And like we had just met, not an RA at all. (laughs) Not even close. This like, is something you should have been proposing two, as the RA. This is three RAD. weeks in. Wouldn't this even let her get in. near my vest. That's Are you heinous. Kidding? 
Oh my God. Remember, she always wanted to try your vest on. Okay, always. Sorry. You had to wear a vest <clears throat> as an RA? Yeah. When you're on rounds, it's like how they knew you were an RA. That I've is, got a whole closet full. That is so gay. And I, I'm st- sorry. I still have every single one of them because I can't throw them away. I okay. have mine too. It's giving scouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So you start to develop this friendship. Yeah. And I think over the year, it just really went from a advisor role to more of just like a deep friendship. And so I think one of the things I was missing at that point is my two best friends from the previous year were older than me. Mm -hmm. And so they had graduated and one of them transferred to another university. And so I just had this like hole of friendship. Like I just was kind of missing. Like I obviously had, I had a ton of friends. I'd been there for two years, but I just didn't have like a really close best friend. And I really did not have a close best guy friend. And I think that was probably one of the first things that Tyler and I really connected on was we just, we didn't have that. And I, I had like a few growing up, but same thing. Like most of my friends in high school and growing up were all girls. Yeah. Um, I would say like we spent the next semester or two semesters or the rest of that year getting closer, like the three of us as like really close friends. I remember thinking like, I couldn't believe that as a junior in college, who was also 21 and could like go out and drink legally downtown, yeah. even wanted to like hang out with us. Um, and we thought Isaac was literally so cool. Like you're not worthy. Yes, we thought he could do what no I would wrong. fucking pay to go back <laughs> Everything to those times he with said these two. Was gospel. I'm not kidding. And like he would do things like Jordan and I. People would ask us if we wanted to hang out or do whatever around the dorms, and we'd be like, no. We we just have so much homework. Like we're exhausted. And then we would get a text from Isaac, and he would be like, "Hey, I have to run to the store to get stuff for an RHA event. You guys free?" And we're like, "Yeah, we of got nothing. We going, we've got nothing going on. We'll be right down." Wait, Actually, you know what? I'll pick you up in front with the car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, they would drive me everywhere. I'd yeah. be shit faced downtown. These two would come pick me up. They're yeah. holding your hair back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so that we kind of just like developed a friendship. I would say past like residence life and RHA. And same for me, like I had no male best friends all the way growing up, like I had one or two, but all the way through high school, all of my good friends were girls, like I had two separate groups of girlfriends. And so I I remember being like super, super excited going home for Christmas break to like explain to my family or even just tell people that I like had a new friend that I think was going to be a really good friend of mine. That was a guy. And I think it probably shocked them too a little bit Mm -hmm. just because of what they'd observed the entire time before that. Right. I'm truly just curious. Did either of you think about like, oh, I don't really have like a best guy friend in high school or college. Was that weird to you? Did your families ever bring it up? My, go ahead. My family never brought it up. I remember my mom one time being like, I'm just kind of worried because all of his friends are girls. And I remember walking to a football game and it was like, I was in junior high. So obviously I wasn't in high school. I wasn't playing or anything. And it was like, mm-hmm. what do you do at high school football games when you go to? You fucking go fuck around with your friends and do all the gossip and who's dating who. Mm-hmm. And I remember my sister being like, mom's kind of worried that all your friends are girls. <laughs> and me just like, I didn't know what to do with that. And so <laughs> I remember thinking that, and I, I think it kind of differed in high school because I started playing sports and was just like around guys more. But yeah, I definitely thought about it. It was always in the back of my mind. But I had such fucking great friends growing yeah. up that it's like, I, I, didn't, I, I, I didn't care at the time. You I weren't definitely, lacking. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so I didn't think it was weird or like didn't clock anything with it. I think the way that like what I chalked it up to was I transferred to the Catholic school system at high school. Mm-hmm. And so when I did that, that and sucks. it was a small class. And when yeah. I did that, I like... All of the guy friends in my class that I had kind of had their own pair of a best friend that they'd all gone to Catholic school with since they were in preschool. Mm. So I I kind of thought like, oh, everyone had kind of like paired off. I don't really have like a best guy friend. And my first best friend in school was another girl that had transferred to the Catholic right. school the same year. So I kind of like fell into this group in that way. Right. And so in my mind, it wasn't like, I don't have best friends that are guys. It was like, that was how that happened. Yeah, because we both coincidentally yeah, transferred. Right, it was kind of what right. I thought. Yep. So. Okay. And there weren't any other gay kids at our schools. So it wasn't like we had this visual of being like, oh, that's the gay kid that only has friends that are girls. Right. Why? Because we were that kid. Right. <laughs> that yeah. everyone else was Or there was people that. that were upperclassmen in my school that everyone was like, <laughs> oh, he's got to be gay because of that kind of thing. Yeah. And so the, now that you say that, it makes me wonder like, were we that people probably oh that. absolutely there was some chitter chatter yeah sure. <laughs> some i mean y'all both were in tiny ass classes too yeah. yeah yeah 
Okay, so we're in back to your freshman year, your junior year. Yeah. Are there any big highlights you want to touch on in that first year? I feel like we just developed that like deep core friendship. And it mm-hmm. was definitely like you and I and Jordan were like this trio. Mm-hmm. And it, it morphed from this mentorship that I was playing at the time into both Jordan became an RA at semester. Mm-hmm. You know, that first night she was just committed. She with, was foaming with, at the mouth. Yeah, the three, the the compliment circle. She was ready for every team builder you could imagine. <laughs> that girl was made to be an RA. Yeah. In Absolutely. the best way. Yeah. In the best way, yeah. And then Tyler became an RA at the end of the year to fill in for like somebody who got fired on my staff. Like, and I was made six, to get free room Six board. weeks left to go. <laughs> Hell yeah. Freaking, what happened again? How'd he get fired? Uh, snowball went through our, our dorm room window and he was just going to write a work order and have it fixed the next day. And it was March and it was 12 degrees outside and our pipes were going to burst. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then we all started kind of working together and we were in running around the same circle, same friend groups, staff meetings, and just like same social events. And so it just adapted into this like deep friendship. And I feel like that's kind of what manifested over the next probably year and a half mm-hmm. as you went to be an RA for the full year. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I was moving off campus because I was like, done with residence life and never going back so you're growing up put a pin in that mm-hmm. okay and so how does it work that you're on campus living the ra life and you're off campus are you going to his house to party all the time oh yeah his was like his house was like the mine was like the ra retirement home where it's like if you had been an <laughs> ra I, or you were an ra because you could never party with your residents yeah. at least you weren't supposed to because it was like this massive conflict of interest so my house was definitely the one that everyone would come to yeah which is like very popular. I feel like that was the culture. Like it was yep. like known once you moved off campus and you were an RA, like you have a role to fill. Yeah. yeah. But we, I mean, like me, you and Jordan and even like Corinne and everybody, we did spend a lot of time there, not even just to party, just to like yeah, just, hang out. We would like hang out a lot. Sundays, like mm-hmm. yeah, very much like homework, hang out. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And by this time, y'all know each other well and you're realizing you have very similar values and you're best friends, right? I think we just kind of realized that we could finally be ourselves, mm-hmm. be ourselves in a way of like, I can tell this person anything in a way of, yeah. like, I remember growing up and not letting anyone look at the music that was on my iPod. Right. Really? Oh, yeah. absolutely. That, I want to unpack that later. Yeah. Like you could do a whole episode <laughs> on that of just oh, yeah. being like, when you go back to high school of like insecurities that you had that you mm-hmm. didn't know why. Yeah. Right. And I think totally. a lot of it was just like, you could say toxic yeah. masculinity, you yeah. could say heteronormativity, whatever it was. But it was like, I had met someone like Tyler who is obsessed with pop music. Yeah. And I could talk about anything. Or yeah. Tyler also had a, mostly friends who were girls. But this is also like a straight person in mm-hmm. my mind. So I'm like, yay, I finally met someone we're like normal. me. Like I just was, totally. I just must have been in a small numbers group. And now I'm here at college. Right. And it's just like, there's diversity. There's people that are different with different experiences. And it's finally happening. And there's people that like I can be close to. Yeah. yeah. And I think we also like got to know each other's families really well mm-hmm. as like best friends. And was like, I remember moving out off campus and like, you have this vivid memory of meeting <laughs> yeah. my mom. <laughs> when I met Isaac's mom, like literally the day I met her, I remember it so specifically. Cause like he'd talked about his mom a lot. He's obviously very close with his mom. Yeah. And um, now my mother-in-law and love um, you, Janet. Yeah. He was like off campus buying stuff for his off campus house and bought this huge ass TV that was in my opinion, way we'll too do a big. whole was another it really episode. That just big? was it bigger than that? We'll do a whole we'll episode have, about all the shit epi- Isaac bought. We'll do a whole episode on how not afford, how not to use your student loans. <laughs> Interesting. That includes trips to Mexico for spring break. <laughs> Shut up. And new furniture for your house, and also a TV. Mine but, was just tuition. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So um, this very specific story of when I met Isaac's mom, and she rolled into town and like came to Target with the truck because we were going to use the truck to move mm-hmm. the TV. Mm-hmm. And he like wheels this TV out of the front of the Target doors, and she literally just looks at me and she goes, "Is he selling drugs? Like, where is he getting this money <laughs> yeah, from?" She's like, what? <laughs> "This is a bigger TV than I've ever owned." Like, yep. <laughs> so king size bed, a fucking king size bed as a twenty-one year old junior and a washer and he financed a washer and dryer finance a washer and campus home but hey don't get too far down that line because i did do some really smart money moves that have set us up for success so start your credit early (laughs) anyway (laughs) but everyone listening who's in college buy a tv washer and dryer (laughs) and a king bed tomorrow Mm -hmm. open a best buy credit card to what is funny though is that king size bed is the bed that we sleep in to this day so it is kind of sweet i will say okay so i think um just like really like a true deep friendship yeah for like a two 
year period. And then Tyler was ending his first year's NRA, second yep. year. First. First, first year's year. NRA. And he was ready to be done. Like he was ready to have the off-campus life. And I think part of it was our friendship too. And mm-hmm. just ready to have the like, I no longer have this overhanging responsibility of being an RA at all times. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we became roommates. Yes. And they were roommates. And they were roommates. Is that a quote from something? A very old, very popular vine. Oh, is that what okay. it is? Because I always, mm-hmm. I always hear you say, "And they were roommates." And they were roommates. And yeah, they were roommates. And so we moved into this what we eventually called the complex. It was on Hunter's Way in Bozeman. We have the sign hanging in our garage, and the setup was like as college as you can get. It was three townhomes attached by the garage in the middle. Mm-hmm. And Tyler and I and my freshman year roommate moved into Unit C. We knew, and then our best friends moved into A and B. So there was like nine of us beautiful and mm-hmm. it was perfect just, setup yep it was awesome yeah and awesome. It, was just, it was awesome and it was just like this great period of a year of just like college life like in fact we call it, we pretended we were a frat and we called it alpha gamma awesome hell yeah that's <laughs> yeah. so cool tyler and i were living <laughs> our straight dreams hell yes. yeah we became the ultimate like off-campus party totally. complex yeah totally. for people yeah. to come to like ras that were on campus or eventually freshmen would show up and there was some like pretty big parties it was kind of funny god damn yeah okay. and it was really yeah I, I just remember like we threw like our 90s party mm-hmm. it was called 90206 because 206 was our address and i'm obsessed okay. with like anything 90s i think it's because i had older sisters that were all in high school and graduated right. in the 90s and so i just knew i know like every piece of music pop culture mm-hmm. but anyways just like it was just a really fun year and i mm-hmm. think it just like deepened 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 our friendship and that's when it really shifted and yeah. changed towards the end of the year and i think we we were obviously both exploring ourselves adulthood adult i was yeah adulthood i mean because we were both started dating other people like we were both dating women yeah going into this year Mm -hmm. and both straight and both talking about your girlfriends exactly so now that we're roommates like picture us like ending each night laying in bed talking girls Mm -hmm. you know talking about how things are going with sandra and yeah lisa yeah sandra and lisa exactly and we would just kind of like chit chat and talk girls and just like late into the night like just like as true friends and roommates yeah people you trust like yep. the first person that you trust to open up with really truly yep. fully yeah deeply madly so i started dating this like what we'll say was like a summer into fall fling but the person that i was dating is like the person i was pining for like all through college and they were also an ra ard we worked together forever she had a boyfriend the entire time and i was like we were very close and i was truly pining for her so this Mm -hmm. is like the girl that tyler and i would always talk about of like something happening and she broke up with her boyfriend and we finally started dating and so we dated i don't know it was probably like three months five months i don't remember four four (laughs) tyler remembers did you like her tyler um uh at the time yeah how did you feel about her at the time (laughs) at the time i really really had an aversion to them being together because this as isaac said was someone that he had been pining after since his freshman year and the narrative at the time was not that great toward like their relationship and what had happened. You're being vague. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. She was also going to the Peace Corps for two years. So like that was a big <gasps> part of it too. That. So it had this like had this like expiration date <laughs> on it. So maybe <laughs> Siku. I forgot. It had this that. expiration date on it. So it was just like we don't need to go through this much trouble and yeah. with our friends and things like that. And so we just kinda ended it. And then now, full circle moment, she's our neighbor in West Seattle and lives with her husband and her two kids and beautiful home. And we play volleyball with him every Monday at Alki Beach. Like, it's just yeah. kind of those funny things of life and timing and growing up and maturing and figuring out who you are in your 20s yeah. and still 30s to some degree. So I don't know. That's one of my favorite stories. Yeah. Think, because eight years later. Yeah. We just have like a great now there's a lot friendship of love. with them. So, right. Yeah. A different type of love. Yeah. yeah. So myself at the time, toward the end of us living together, I guess, like in the fall, I started dating my high school girlfriend again. And so she had a boyfriend. I was having this like panic moment of actually, what if she was the one and I was being dumb by breaking up with her before college? And so we still had like the same friends and stuff. So I would see her every time I would go home. Right. And so then I kind of went down this path of like trying to get her back. We ended up eventually dating again. And that was for probably about four months as well. And then toward the end of that, I really realized that there was this whole part of me going on that had been ultimately causing anxiety and depression for the last two years Mm -hmm. that I needed to handle. (laughs) 
and, and what was that? work through. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, we were dating into the spring semester of that year. And leading up to like the end of us dating, I definitely was like this. I just kind of like put together. I was like, this is what is going on. I'm definitely not straight. I've never told anybody this. I'm kind of like honestly coming out to myself yep. and kind of like actually realizing. Yeah. Take a step back and be like, oh, look at all of these things. This all lines up. Still no thought of Isaac as an option. Because he's your straight friend. Right. And wow. um, right like right before I broke up with her, like I met somebody through where I was working at the time, which was ASMSU, which is the student government on campus. Okay. And um, they, I think, like came along. They kind of had a reputation for... Um, for what? <laughs> yeah, for what? What was their reputation getting around. for? Definitely yeah. for getting around. Getting around what? Community. Getting around Getting town. around the gay community in Bozeman, Montana. All 12. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all 12 of them. 12 was probably a roundup, honestly. Truly. At the time. And so, yeah, so kind of had like made loose friends with this person. And I think he came along right at the right time of like me being open to the conversation. Mm-hmm. And I just was like kind of comfortable now that it was that we were person. Targeted. Yeah. <laughs> with it being that person, I'm sure everybody <laughs> thought I was targeted. But kind of asked, I guess, like the questions lightly in a non-intrusive type way. Ooh, what way? I feel like I'm learning about this too. Well, yeah. He, like, because I just remember he kind of came out of nowhere. And I remember you being like, yeah, I'm this person. You just like had this new friendship that was like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. I don't think he came out of nowhere because I would always be working in the senator's office. Oh. And they would all always be there. Oh, my God. So we, Halloweenski of you. <laughs> yeah, right. Very, I would be working, doing my shifts in the senator's office. And they would, all the senators were coming and do their homework and shit in there. Yeah. It was in the okay. student union building. Yeah. And so I had like, before I actually hung out with him. I had like gotten to know him more just as like an acquaintance. In like a I casual way. Work. Yeah. Work yeah. Okay. But I think I'm sure at that point, like I knew like he was attractive. I knew he obviously was gay. He was out. And he was out. Oh. Yeah. And so we kind of started talking a little bit more. And I think he just kind of like asked questions, like I said, in a non-intrusive way. And eventually I was kind of like, yeah, I've thought about it. And mm-hmm. so then there was one night that I had, we were hanging out and it just kind of happened like the week after I had broken up with the girl. And then I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I got to <laughs> yeah. deal with this. Yeah. I've got to deal with this and I yep. need to deal with it quickly. So this was probably a week before spring break of that year. Yep. What I remember is I remember you saying, you texted me and you said, I think I'm, I'm you said you weren't coming home mm-hmm. and you were staying at their house. And I was like, huh, Interesting. Because I had known about this person's reputation. And so I was like, that's unique. Hmm. And I kind of had like an inkling in the back of my mind. But I still think at that point, like I didn't, it didn't get from A to B to C. I'm like, oh, Tyler's gay or not straight. So you were like, anyways. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I was like, we're going to talk about this later. That was my thought. So yeah. So like I said, this was right before spring break. And I knew that I had to handle this. I knew I needed to, I guess, like start this coming out process because Mm -hmm. And if I didn't handle it or didn't fix it, I think I was just going to, I knew I was going to be miserable forever. And if You're I never, smart, dude. You were so If I never like told I people, was. I was like, this just needs to start happening. Because the longer I make it last, the Damn. more miserable I will be. So and many I've other already gay been, people do the opposite. Right. I've already been like kind of miserable or right. like struggling with this for a long time. So I went home on that spring break and came out to both my parents over that spring break. Yes. Can you what believe that? Fuck? Can you believe it? every time <laughs> no, he says that? I That's wild. It still baffles me. I'm like, you've got to be so rare. Yeah. I would imagine of being someone who comes out to their parents first because that's everyone's like hardest person to tell. And I, I yeah. it's such a testament, I think, to like your relationship with your parents. Totally. So mm-hmm. yeah. If it they're is. listening, I hope they like I always like It's huge. That's huge. It's it, huge. For your, your parents to be the first people you come out to. And I like I had say... I had great parents and yeah of it course. still was Same. like so hard and they were n- not no, first on mine my were list. the last to know yeah which yeah. I, I think is more common <clears throat> yeah in my mind i was like i needed to tell them and there, there was like a list of people i wanted to know directly from me right and so i needed to tell them and i was going home for spring break and then i kind of just like unfolded from there and so probably a week after i came back from spring break we were hanging out in our room just like we had been or like in my room and I knew that I was going to tell Isaac. And so I, I we'd t- already been like kind of hanging out, talking, covered all the topics. Yeah. Like toward the end. And there was very much this like silence where it's like, what now? <laughs> and then I think that's what. Yeah. And I, and I just said, 
hey, if I tell you something, do you promise not to judge me? And he was like, of course not. And I said, I definitely have learned recently that I'm into, I said, into guys and girls or girls mm-hmm. and guys. Mm-hmm. And he at first kind of thought I was joking. I did think you were kidding. Yeah. He at first kind of thought I was joking. I was like, no, I'm actually serious. <laughs> and so then you were, I mean, really great and supportive. And you're like, awesome. Like, that's, that's great. Like you have all of us here and yeah. How did you feel Isaac? Yeah. When he told you that? I think at first I was kind of like, I don't know anybody who's bisexual or gay. Right. And that was my first thought and being like, wow, now it's my best friend. But so, you weren't like, <clears throat> I knew it. Um, No, not at all. That was not my response. It was more so of like, I was just like excited for him, I feel like. And I kind of felt I was so confident in our friendship and relationship that it was kind of like me grabbing his hand, I feel like, and being like, we got this. Like, don't worry. Like, I'm going to be here right with you. I was just like, don't worry. You picked the right best friend. Right. You know, and it was like. And I'm sure for me, there was an element of like, if Isaac, this is my straight best friend that I've spent two years cultivating this breast friendship with. Is this going to like breast friendship? (laughs) Breast. There were no, <laughs> there were no breast friendships well, involved guys, in this, this one. This best friendship with is this going to like change it at all? Because we've operated for yeah all of this time being like best guy friend, which we've not had. Yeah, but no, it wasn't going to change it. But yes, it was going to change. It was, it. and yeah. it was very fast. I feel like it definitely like opened a gate. Yeah, your turn. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I feel like you kind of like trudged through it a lot longer. You were probably like going through it for probably a good year, just like internally questioning yes mine was um six weeks <laughs> <laughs> i went from straight man to hmm, i wonder very quickly and i think obviously it like opened a box that i didn't know in my mind like as i look back yeah of course mm-hmm. but i think as anybody in the coming out process there's like this hidden area of your brain that all right. of a sudden gets unlocked and you're like oh is this maybe real that's what's going on yeah and so i think it was six weeks later it was the night before we were moving out of our house mm-hmm. and we were like packing, putting up boxes, moving shit. My mom, I think was coming the next day to help move. Tyler's best friends were coming from Billings to help us move. Um, girlfriends. Yes, of course. Girls, old girlfriends, you know, <laughs> the gals were breast coming. friends. Yes, might say. His, actual breast, <laughs> his actual breast friends were coming. And I just had this feeling. I remember sitting there washing dishes and thinking, and I remember just having this feeling like something's going to happen. And it's like, and it was like, I didn't know what. It wasn't like I was like, I'm going to tell Tyler. Because I didn't even know what I was going to tell him. Yeah, right. It was just like, I had this feeling that like things were going to change. Yeah. And so, same scenario, although that we were in my bed, which was really funny because once again, it's that same fucking king size bed that I bought. (laughs) Two years before Magic. that, that is literally the bed that we sleep in now. And I I remember, same thing, we talk about everything, how's it going, um, being, or like he was obviously coming out to people around him or close friends and stuff. So we talked a lot about that. And then I remember that same moment of silence of like right before of being like, holy shit, if I say this, like everything's really about to change. And I just said, and the words that came to mind, I stole and I just said... <laughs> Hey, if I tell you something, will you promise not to judge me? Did you know what he was going to say? Immediately. Ah! Ex- yeah. The the second you said that, I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. And I, I, I remember just saying, I don't think I'm straight either. And like, that was my like words that I chose. And that was the first time I had ever verbalized that out loud. That's terrifying. Yeah. And it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like I knew there was a world where like I could tell Tyler and it would be the only person I ever told and I just like had so much love for him as a, my best friend mm-hmm. at that point that it was such like a safe space. Like totally. there were just was it was scary and ex- exciting and exhilarating to do it, and I was mm-hmm. so so nervous. But at the end of the day, I knew there was this giant safety net, like yeah, laying next to me. Yeah, and so yeah. What was your reaction, Tyler, when he said that? I, if I remember right, I think I said I knew it, which. It's not, <laughs> not the greatest response, this but is like the last thing that you want to hear is you're like about to jump off a cliff and come out to somebody for the first time ever, which is weird because I think maybe I don't know, for some reason, the last weeks or two weeks before that I had had an inkling, but truly before that, I never thought people had asked me yeah. if I thought you were gay and I would always be like, no, I don't. I think for not. you and how I always take that now is when you say like, I knew it, it was like there's a reason like there's a foundation to this friendship and there is something something woven underlying that's always been moving through it and it was like that moment of being like 
oh, this is why. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And I, I, so I said that. And then in my mind, like, I think there was a little bit more of a beat because speaking of like unlocking, this was like, in my mind, I immediately like thoughts started racing of like, wow, would this ever work out? Because I'm pretty miserable right now. And I feel like I'm struggling on whether I'm ever going to like find a partner. You always want to end up with your best friend. I yeah, have a best friend. This is so the difference between Tyler and I. Fucking flashes <laughs> 10 years. Yeah. Bebop. I, everything all in one moment. Could it be? M- me. I'm I sitting- was like, is it coming together already? This is crazy. The start yeah. of something new. Me sitting yeah. there going, D- I think I might make out with my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah. And I'm like, at. is this the moment where this is like all happening? And like, it's the perfect situation. Like this would be the perfect situation. We already know each other's families. They, <laughs> they, they know us. Yeah. And it's like, it would it, like, it all would just like fit. I had that thought. And then it came to a screeching halt when we went on for the next X amount of time that we'll talk about in a second, where I really thought Isaac was never going to tell anybody else for the rest of his life. So, mm-hmm. but what happened that night? But that night, but that, <laughs> but that night, night though. Um, I remember looking at Tyler being like, I've never done this before. I've never been with a guy before. I don't know anything. But I feel like you would be someone that I would feel comfortable with. And then it was a game over from there. Yeah. Y'all went all the way, all four bases that night. N- no. Well, it depends upon what you count as bases. But what? there was no penetration. No. Okay. No. No, 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 no. You no. still need to do some Googling, yeah. probably. I, yeah. Some Me Googling. Too. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some. It's not as easy as it looks. Don't try <laughs> that on the tools. first night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Understood. Yeah. Um, so we just hooked up and it was exhilarating, like just wild. Like I just remember feeling afterwards Crazy. and just laying there and be like euphoric, but in a way of being like, what the fuck now? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was wild in that it was like, obviously we're aroused and like hooking up. Yeah. But so okay, rule number one is we can't ever use the term aroused. Aroused is a fine term. Aroused? Yeah. That Don't term give is... it power. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't give that term power. Um, <laughs> that term is fine. But I'm aroused right now just talking about it. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I just like exhilarating in that exhilarating is maybe the right word in that. I just know it was so different than the hookup, the guys I'd hooked up with prior to that because it was you. And it was just like, this is why I can like, it felt different already. Yeah. And I just can't even believe this is happening. Like this is crazy. Okay. So what the fuck did happen the next day, the next few weeks? So next morning we were moving out. Tyler's friends were coming to visit. And I remember next morning it was like, nothing had happened i feel like, like did that happen both of us like didn't talk about it didn't say Favorite anything about dream. it yeah but internally just mind racing and me and thinking it's of the it. start of something new <laughs> that's what i'm doing Shut up. <laughs> what's your song i said um what the fuck would be my cut song? my life <laughs> in two pieces <laughs> um yeah so i just remember waking up the next day and being like just racing and being like i was definitely excited but also just like what the fuck do we do now what does this mean yeah but i also had like once again that level of security blanket where i was like that was fun doesn't have yeah. to mean anything doesn't have to mean anything if i decide i don't want it to yeah right exactly so then we kind of moved into this phase of we moved out and then i moved into my very first professional job as Doing what w- as what you ask ariel <laughs> Remember that pin I said we need to put in place? I, of course, became a resident director for Montana State University Residence Life. My big first professional job. Which, hindsight, I fucking love that job. It was so fun. I would go back in a second if the pay were anything worth anything. You weren't paid well? Believe it or not, no. Shocking. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so that was my first job. So I was moving into my own apartment on campus in South Hedges in like a month but we had this funny weird period where i couldn't move in yet so we moved into our best friend's house two doors down unit a of the frat house they were alpha (laughs) and alpha gamma awesome they were the alpha well they were the alpha of alpha gamma awesome got it i got it and thank you um one more time (laughs) so we stayed there for like three weeks two weeks i don't know i was there for a while and then tyler was moving in with who I was moving in with the original person that I was hooking up with. The senator. Now, let me (laughs) let the the record be clear. These plans were happening way before that happened because all of my other friends like were either going into residence life, had other living plans. So I last ditch effort. Yeah, truly like and the rent was honestly really cheap. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I can't go to a house from hooking up with my roommate once to another house without hooking up with a roommate again. Exactly. Priorities. And so, (laughs) yeah, so I was moving in there. Yep. And so, but during that period of time, it was like three months 
mm-hmm. probably, okay, two months mm-hmm. of us being like, is it ever going to happen again? Is it ever going to happen again? And then like the next weekend, we're moving out of our house. We've cleaned everything. And it's, sorry, I guess it'd be like two days later. Right. Then the walkthroughs the next day. And I remember sleeping on the couches of our best friends two doors down and us just quietly sitting there for like 30 minutes. Same thing. Like tension. Wide awake. Cut. Katy Perry. Wide awake. Of, yep. no one who brought it up first? Yep. Who's going to say something? I remember going over and like lightly laying on Tyler's back and just being like, hi, should we go see our house one more time? <laughs> and then so we hooked up again. Empty house. Which led into this like summer of secret car hookups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tyler is 6'4", and he drove a two-door... Chevy Cobalt. A Chevy Cobalt, and I had a fucking Honda Accord. So you can imagine. Perfect. Dodging a summer in. of... Nighttime like, car hookups. Nighttime car hookups. Yeah. Between buildings downtown. Yep. Not full hookups. Y'all are crazy Not full for hookups. That. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, if I like pants were on. Pants were on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not in the car. Pants were But off like dodging, literally like doing anything we could to find somewhere where it was safe. Yep. Just wow. in the car, us, and only us. I'm just trying to imagine if I saw y'all in your car somewhere in my neighborhood hooking up <laughs> these days, I'd fucking go up to you and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Are you insane? We might do it. We'll do it for all time's sake. Okay. Yeah. In celebration of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> kidding we can't fit into a car anymore and we don't have to yeah right so you have the king size bed yeah so So we go ahead yeah so that happened and we were we were doing the car hookups patiently awaiting isaac to get his apartment so we at least had somewhere to go that we were not going to be walked in on it was not a friend's house it was not my house that i had roommates things like that for me at that point in time it wasn't like there was no relationship like this was like a fun summer thing i was doing it was like very much experimenting I'm going through the process of coming, coming out. out. So I'm people. like telling, I've told our now of our, like all of our friends that live in the complex. I've told Jordan, I've told like close family members, like my cousins and things like that. So yes, okay, not completely, but yes. But Isaac, of course not. And Isaac's no. now a university employee. And like thinking I probably never will. Like, like I, at that point in time, time, I was like, I'm interested in like, this is really fun, but it was very much for me. Like, I'm like, oh, it's face. Right. Fun thing I did mm-hmm. in college. Right. For probably three or four months, you were like, I don't think I'm ever going to tell him. And anybody. I remember us talking about it wow. and him being like, and I'd be like, I I just don't know if I, I remember saying like, I don't know if I'd be happier. Yeah. Damn. Let that sink this in. straight yeah. brainwashing. Yeah. Truly. That's Was like, that hard for you to hear, Tyler? Um, What's that term you have to do where you have to like unpack shit? Deprogramming? Yes. Is that what it's called? Like yeah. mostly it's religious kids, right? Yeah. Is it deprogramming? That yep. doesn't sound right. I just talk, um, unpack shit. Yeah. Deprogramming is what happens when you like exit a religion or a cult. Gotcha. Mm. Okay. Yeah. The yep. straight cult. So I was in the cult of heteronormativity. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get out of it. Yep. Um. So then I, I went to... To answer your question. Yeah. I think I'm still at the point where I know it's even a possibility if he gains the courage to eventually come out. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure. Tr- I'm really trying not to let that hinder me or like hurt me because mm-hmm. i'm still trying to keep that wall up of like maybe this doesn't actually happen because like i believed him i was like if he's truly bi and he doesn't want to tell people or whatever he'll like find a girl and marry and never have to like tell anybody and right. i will go the rest of my life knowing this one thing about my best friend yep and, and me kind of knowing space. that like tyler could be my best friend for the rest of my life and it would be like this thing that we knew i remember thinking other. i'm gonna have to sit at his wedding as his best man and know this and tell this story oh my Just god kidding. that's yeah. a fucking movie <laughs> yeah. i'm crying um where does that lead us so then i moved into my apartment started work and like at that point got very busy and i think there was a big shift because they had an opening for an ra if somebody like didn't take the job they opened a new building and they needed like a junior senior level ra to take mm-hmm. the job who fucking signs up who do they call fucking tyler to come back to residence life Hell as well because yeah, what's course. better than 250 dollars rent no rent no rent <laughs> exactly and a food card and a food card yep. and i'm furious right because i now am like a university official employee like i'm a resident director and he is a student employee it's like very much like a position of authority and i was like you fucking idiot why would you do this but a student was different student what because before yeah, you were just I'm a student. student we were both students but as a resident director you're not a student anymore though correct so i'm a professional employee he's a student yeah but she's Does wondering what if it mm-hmm. makes a difference between me being the student or me being the ra it's i think not just the deal. proximity were you in the same dorm no no but just okay. residence life fair yeah because there was a whole thing about and like his boss at the time was like my other best friend that moved back to bozeman yeah and so it was just like all of a sudden very very close proximity really close quarters yeah and it and shifted too very close quickly. For comfort. Yep. And I remember telling Tyler being like, well, this is over. Like, this is, we're not doing this. Oh it ain't God. over. 
it ain't over. You say that? Yeah. Yeah. In my mind, I knew that. I was like, you can't resist this. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So. But also my rebuttal, I think, was like, you're not going to tell anyone anyway. Right. Right. Why does it matter that much to you? Yeah. Same for me, honestly. So. So then I went and did what? Got a girlfriend. And this. One more time. <laughs> <laughs> And it 100% absolutely was like my Hail Mary try at a straight relationship. Yeah. And it was fine. She was like, she's super sweet. She's like a great person. But it just like, it was just so obvious that like I wasn't happy per no fault of her. But it just was this like five month relationship that, and I think it like about killed Tyler. And this is when it started hitting me. I'm extremely upset that he's even trying to date another female. Cause in female woman. 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 I'm gonna say woman. Yeah. A damn. Why don't you just say damn? Um, like my in my friend. mind, I think in my mind, like he was kind of coming down the curve of like, oh, this isn't a phase, mm-hmm. and then he went and dated someone, and so I, I was really, really internally upset. Pretty much didn't tell anybody besides him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told him in the form of a long, written out, handwritten letter. Oh. But like, That's- also picture. I'm such a terrible person too, as I really reflect back on this picture, like us going out. Cause we're all 21 now yeah. and it's me, my girlfriend, Tyler, my best friend, Jordan, all our friends. Everyone's like, great. We're happy for that. Tyler or that Isaac's in a great relationship. And then Tyler's the best friend. And it's like, why aren't you happy about this? And it would be like us going like, like he just had to play that bopping around the town, that best friend part. And like, couldn't be honest with anyone literally yeah. for the sake of like protecting me yeah like talk about a fucking and also add alcohol to that mix. Ally. Yeah. i would be angry and crying every every night going yep. out with you yeah I, I i there was a couple blow-ups um, just between us but just between Absolutely. us yeah. like it would it There's would happen so later much, it's like a pressure cooker y'all yep. something's yeah. gonna bust here yeah yeah and so i bu- eventually it it yeah. blew up as kind of a hail mary i more of a wrote, slow cooker i would say if you describe it all uh, less of a pressure cooker that's more crock of a pressure pot. cooker yeah it's more of a crock pot, crock pot on low on low yeah that you leave for the day and by day i mean three years yeah oh my yeah. god so i wrote him a very very long letter that kind of just like laid it all out all of the stuff that i kind of have described so like have this best friendship with you everyone talks about how they want to end up with their best friend and i really really think that like if we could get to this place. It's a perfect setup for us, especially being from Montana. Mm-hmm. And like, it's very much like, you know, my family, my yeah. family loves you. Like, and if we were to be together, <clears throat> this would be the best scenario being from where we're from and how our families are, because our families know each other. We would be coming out and telling them mm-hmm. together, uh, like I'm gay and I'm actually with Isaac, who you know, super well and who you love. Yeah. And so I kind of like land all of that out. And really told him how upset I actually was that he was dating this person. Yeah. And so I like wrote the letter, had him come over to my room and read it. And this bitch (laughs) finishes, finishes the letter. I'm the villain. Sets it on the table as I'm sitting on my bed and goes, you know, I appreciate that you wrote that, but I'm just really, really happy about where I'm at in my life right now. I didn't sound that condescending, but that's what I said. Deadpan. I can imagine it now. Yeah. It sounds like some projection though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I was just like, because I I think for you, you were like, at the time, your relationship was going well. Yeah, it was going well. Yeah. It was great. It It was just fine. It was just like vanilla, per fault of my own. Like, yeah. It was almost like one of you was in the closet. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So yeah, it just kind of like, it it continued. And that's when then I went to Christmas break. I think you really isolated. You like did your best to like pull back from our friend group. Like you would still very much like go out and be out, but you were... Finding friends and yeah, I think you were also kind of hooking. You were definitely having a little bit of a whole moment. Yes, I was. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. For you. Which honestly, like, yeah, it was yeah, great. You should. It was great. Yeah. So then that next Christmas break kind of really like made a point to not because we had gone from like having conversation or talking or seeing each other every single day mm-hmm. as these friends, and then spent the Christmas break really being like, I'm gonna like really try to not contact you or talk mm-hmm. to you. To just kind of like start this progression of not feeling the way that I feel. Right. This isn't sustainable for me. Yes. And he's dating this person through Christmas break and then into the next semester. And I think very like externally to Tyler, I was like, no, I'm like happy. Right. Internally, I think I was just in turmoil. Like just like. You hit it really well. Yeah. (laughs) That's (laughs) what. You have a great mask. Yeah. Yeah. That's what. Growing up in rural Montana, but even to me, like, like I, like I remember you. Like, I could tell. I think you believed me, and I really believed you. Yeah, Yeah. 
And I think it was more of like convincing myself that I wasn't okay. Like I believed me of being like, this is it. This is, you did it. You found your perfect little blonde girlfriend and Mm -hmm. you're going to get married and like, it's done. Mm -hmm. And I think it just, but it wasn't like that. And I was just like dealing with so much stuff internally and being like, will I, is this going to make me happier? Right. And I think that was the moment that I had with when we, Tyler and I first started hooking up, that was the big question. And I think this was the process of me going through it and being like, I'm unhappy now. Like, and this shoot, is what it is. I think I was wrong. Yeah. And so very much like spent that same period of time where I knew Tyler was like taking a break and just really thinking about like all of it. Mm-hmm. And then I also wrote a letter back to Tyler and I could not tell you to this day what is in the letter. I bet Tyler probably Tyler remembers can recite it every and single backwards. word. <laughs> yep. Because I, I, I remember how I feel and I remember just kind of telling Tyler that's like, it's you. And I remember being like, it's you. I remember telling him I loved him in the letter. And it's just like I poured it all out. Did you apologize? And like, probably. I'm a really bad apologizer. So I say that like, I hope I did. But I probably didn't. (laughs) Um, We'll find out. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just kind of poured it all out. He came back. I gave him the letter. I brought him into my apartment. I was like, I need you to read this. I need you to come over like, and I did the same thing, like give him the letter, read it. <clears throat> and that was just kind of like the true beginning, I would say. Yeah. Not beginning, but like the continuation of us being like, well, shit, because now I'm in this relationship, hadn't broken up with my girlfriend, but I knew that like, that's what I needed to do next. Yeah. And I, and it I was mean, like, that was like the accumulating moment, the yeah. like, quote unquote climax, I would say of it being yeah. like, well, here we go. Yeah. Like it's now like do or die yeah yes type thing yeah and i like i remember highlights of the letter you said yeah it's you i'm in love with you i like distract myself with my job throughout the day but then when i get back to my apartment and it's just me like i can't stop thinking about like what i should do about the situation can't stop thinking about you and you did reiterate you're like the the thing i'm really struggling with is i cannot guarantee to myself that i will be happier once i make this leap or if i were to yeah. make this leap and tell anybody else which was more so just about being out and not, yeah not about yeah. you but totally yeah right and would go through that for a much longer period of time. But yeah. Um, so yeah. So it it was very much like it was out in the open now between him and I of how we both felt towards each other. Um, if you ever need someone to write a letter for you, pick Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so now I had to break up with my girlfriend. So it was probably a month later. It was a lot of time that I shouldn't, like I shouldn't have like uh, breaking up the people hard. I owe apologies to. She's probably on top of the list. Maybe not top. But she's on there. <laughs> Hear that? Yeah. And yeah. like, I didn't do what you should do where you're just like honest yeah, and being no. like, this is what I have going on. No. Um, and this person like is a great person. I'm sure she probably would have been really understanding. Sorry. Yeah. So then I broke with my girlfriend and then it was just kind of like, well, here we go now. And we weren't like dating, but it was like, well, we were dating. We were just like in secret again. So it was kind of mm-hmm. like back to hooking up, but just very different. It mm-hmm. wasn't about, it wasn't about sex. Like it, it just was about like being together with yeah. this person that you're in love with. And I'm yeah. like, here we go. Yep. Now the, yeah. now the train is leaving the station. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I'm like... And he finally got next, on board. Yeah, I yep. went home and I went to my little bullet journal checklist and I said, Isaac, break up with... Beep. Check. check. No. Yeah. Shut up. Um, Cross that one out. My plan Tyler's is Tyler's the real villain. Everything <laughs> happened exactly how he planned it. I was the one going through the turmoil. And if you think that story went any differently... Yeah. You're wrong. Yep. Yeah. So then I think like we were, we were not out another two months. We just kind of hung out. And then I remember on, we were together. Yeah. April 1st. Of course it would be April fool's day because at the end of this, (laughs) it's all a big fucking joke. (laughs) Yep. And it would be 2015. I remember Tyler just being like, so are we dating? Are we together? Are we together? And I was just like, yeah, what do you think we've been doing? DTR. That was, that was the relationship. Yeah. So you're together, you're out to each other. Mm-hmm. Tyler, you're out to most of the important people in your life. Yes, but no one knows about this love, and you're exchanging "I loves you, I love yous." Yeah, yeah. Like we, since it the was, moment we dated, it was like mm-hmm. we did. And it's from the those... day we started dated, we'd kind of been in love with each other, even as best friends for four years right. at that point. Fuck, where it was you knew like, each other so well. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was one of those things that, like, now that this is a thing, and we're like saying that we're together to each other, it's going to be serious. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's not. There's no like get to know you yep. phase. There's no like, ooh, make it toward the fourth date. It was like, yeah. And like, I remember. Now we just got a, a long checklist of things to do. Yeah. Yeah. In my mind. It was like, right. Of yeah. course. In, your in his brain. mind, he's still, I, I, were you thinking like, okay, this is the beginning of 
Yeah, I knew I knew it was happening. Like I yeah. knew, yeah. and it was like dreading, but also so excited. Like it was just like yeah. I don't think I had been in a relationship that I was like, this is real. Yeah, and like to my own knowledge, at yeah. the time I thought I was in right. those relationships. You thought you were doing what everyone finally, else was doing. Yep, and then right. you finally have it, and you're like. Oh, oh gotta this is it okay so was your question answered that you'd been asking yourself about like would i really be happier oh no much longer period of time which i think we will go into i think yeah. as this whole thing develops about like us actually coming out mm-hmm. being open being mm-hmm. out where we're at now but no i think that was still the big journey that i had to go through mm-hmm. but at what was so great is like i'd already found my person which i yeah. think that was unique in that sense. so yeah so, so unique yeah but yeah that was it. That's how we finally got together. I love Fucking... it. And do you want to give the listeners a little flash forward to know? Yeah. Yeah. Where, now. Where are you? We're currently sitting in our dining room in our townhome mm-hmm. that we've lived in for three years, bought three years ago in West Seattle. Been in Seattle for Tyler about seven years and I've been here for almost five um, because we did two years long distance mm-hmm. when I went to grad school, um, which mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll talk about at some point. But yeah. Yeah, we've just, we got married three years ago in Montana. We had a wedding of 300 people right in the 301 middle of the fucking state. I was the one. Yeah, Ariel was the one. <laughs> Ariel <laughs> was, was the gorgeous. one. You were the one because we had to postpone our wedding mm-hmm. from 2020. Thank God. And we met Ariel at the end of in 2020 between. and you wouldn't mm-hmm. have been there. At the end of 2018. So, wild. Yeah, we have yeah. two dogs. Two dogs, Arlo and Chandler. Arlo's sitting on my lap snoring. He's just a baby right now. Yeah, he's about. He's gonna listen to this one day. He's gonna listen to this. Look back. Yeah, and we're doing what other gays do: start a podcast. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) But yeah, we're just in this period of like after now we've been together nine years, and I think, like I said, it's just like a unique story of how we got Mm -hmm. to where we're at now, and we want to share it because Mm -hmm. we know that there's so many people that are going through every single stage that Tyler and I just described Yeah, Mm -hmm. either coming out or in a relationship or at work, or there's just so many things, especially Mm -hmm. like I said, living in rural America, that it's just a different culture experience. You have like growing up Catholic, you have growing up in a fucking cow town Mm -hmm. and no one around you is out and gay, or at least wasn't for us. Right. And so, yeah, I think we're just really excited to talk about so many different things and, excited where we're at now and yeah yeah kick it off what are what are some of the things you're excited to talk about i'm really excited to talk about did i already say this i think before i'm really excited about country music because i think country music and queer, that's a good one queer culture Such has a, good a one. unique and specific intersectionality that is not recognized in popular country like in pop popular country music mm-hmm. but in actuality Every little gay boy growing up in rural Montana has their country queen. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's the chicks, it's Shania Twain, it's Faith Hill, it's Martina McBride. It's like, like, I just, I could talk about this a million times. So I'm excited (laughs) to talk about that. Um, Weddings, weddings in general, whether they're gay weddings, finding a gay community. Like, Mm -hmm. to be honest, gay friends. Tyler and I have been together for nine years and Mm -hmm. we were in Montana for a long period of that. And Mm -hmm. we've been in Seattle for five years. And I would say Tyler and I had not found a actual gay community, once again, kind of by happenstance Mm -hmm. within the last year. And it has like changed our lives in such a positive way. And we also like our friends in Seattle are amazing. The ones that we've known since we've been here Mm -hmm. and like tying those two communities together and what it brings to our lives. Like, I want to talk about that. Yep. And, and I want to talk about coming out of work and I like yes. it, it's just spewing out of me of like yeah. everything. I want to talk about I'm excited to talk about playing <laughs> sports. Yeah. Because we yeah. both grew up playing sports. We now play sports two to three times a week, but it looks very different. Yeah. We play for the Seattle sports. Seahawks, if you guys yeah. Know. yeah. Two to three times a week. Two only. to three times a week. Um I'm, just when they need us. <laughs> I'm super excited to have guests on the podcast. So mm, along like with who? like people that we've yeah, people that we've met that are various forms of queer. Um, are in various types of relationships. Um, we have learned so much from them, and we feel that like listeners at home will absolutely learn so much about them too, um, in a way that like they may not otherwise if they're growing up in Montana or if they're living in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So yeah, super if this were if my like dream guest. Oh yeah, yeah. My dream guest is I think it's season fourteen. Season fourteen, RuPaul's Drag Race. Bosco mm-hmm. is a Seattle queen runner up. Mm-hmm. And in the grand finale, there was this moment where we're watching it. So it's like top four. 
sings her song. I don't even remember the episode. I remember her song. this fucking part. <laughs> she, she, and she literally, she done RuPaul, RuPaul looks fit. at her and goes, where did all this come from? And she goes, Great Falls, Montana. I don't know. There must be something and in the water in Great Falls, Montana was, or something. We were floored. We like oh, yeah. already we were rooting for her because she was a Seattle queen. And right. We love her. And then we found out she was from Montana. She's from fucking Great Falls, which is like another quote unquote larger city, but like extremely rural, off the beaten path. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I want to know everything. Yeah. So that would be my dream guest. Yeah. Or if we can get Pete Buttigieg judge because he's cutie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I think that's it. We're yeah. signing off. Till next time. Cool. Yeah, do you have a sign out that you say an outro? <laughs> the symbol. Hey, hey, you've been listening to There Are No Gays in Montana, the podcast where we talk all things growing up gay in rural America. And if you like what you heard, we'll be releasing a new episode every other week. So please share, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. And we'd love to hear from you. Have a question or a queer story from the sticks? Follow and send us a DM on all major socials at No Gays in Montana, all one word. Or email us at nogazeinmontana at gmail.com. And thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.